It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. The Cincinnati Reds called up another phenom, but they lost the series to the Toronto Blue Jays. Noelvi Marte is here to stay, but are we worried about the Reds making the playoffs now? You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds. Thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we're free and available on all platforms. I'm Stephen Offenbaker, and he's Jeff Carr, and we are diehard baseball fans. We have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds. We have taken our love of the game and our passion for baseball, and we have turned that passion into information for you. Thanks to those of you who listen every day. If you're an everydayer, get in the comment sections. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what your thoughts are about Noel V. Marte's debut and this Cincinnati Reds team. We would love to talk some baseball with you. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about Noel V. Marte and how he did not disappoint in his major league debut. We're going to break down his first big league action. And then a little later, we are going to discuss whether or not we are worried that the Reds might miss the playoffs this year after all. And then finally, we're going to dive into a debate about whether or not Kurt Casale could be returning to the big league roster for the three catcher system 2.0. A lot of conversation surrounding that one. Before we get into any of that, though, I want to shout out the sponsor of today's podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. You can get last minute tickets at the lowest prices guaranteed. All right, Jeff Noel V. Marte is just the latest in a long line of rookies to make their debut for the Cincinnati Reds. A matter of fact, yesterday against the Blue Jays, it was an entire infield of rookies playing third, shortstop, second, and first base in the game. Uh, That hasn't happened in a long, long time. Uh, This is a team full of young superstars in the making. Noel V. Marte comes up, and and he really didn't disappoint. No, he didn't. In fact, he in Saturday's game when he didn't even start, he comes up and he steals third. And the best part about that was if you were watching the post-game interview with David Bell, he had said, he's just like, um, yeah, that was a fantastic play by him. And Jim Day was like, wait a minute, are you saying that he didn't get the sign and he did that of his own uh, volition? And he said, yes. He said, now, 
we give our players information. We give that we make sure that they are prepared for the game, but we also let them play. They're the players. They have control of the game. And you know, Elfie Marte in his very first big league action was just like, you know what? I'm a still third. And he did. He has got the kind of talent that really makes you think everyday player. And when you get called up like he does, I don't think it's to sit on the bench. In fact, David Bell said as much. Early in the game, the reason he didn't start, I mean, he had a, it's a big day, you know, travel, getting up, and, uh, may not even have gone to sleep last night. So he's going to play a lot. He's going to play a lot of third base, uh, but tonight it was a good way to get him in there. He is going to play a lot. I wish somebody would stand up in one of those press conferences and be like, yo, David, for us in the back, what are you saying? Can you take the marbles out of your mouth, dude, and use your words? Anyway, sorry. Yeah, Noel V. Marte is here to stay. Uh, he's definitely going to play. David Bell said he's going to play a lot. He's going to play third base. He's going to be in the lineup often. Uh, I'm excited about that. And listen, I know there's going to there's gonna be an element out there on Twitter because there always is, and they're going to be like, but Steve, he had an error. Everybody had an error in yesterday's game. McLean misses yeah. a ball. Ellie has a couple errors. Toronto played little league style defense on several plays. I don't know what was going on out at the ballpark. I don't know if it was just so hot that everybody lost their mind for a minute or if there was some kind of big rager in Cincinnati on Saturday night that we don't know about and everybody was just a little extra tired. But the defense was terrible in this game all the way around on both yeah. sides. So, no, I am not. I am not going to overly criticize Noelvi Marte for throwing a ball away, especially when you add in all of those other things and then the nerves of making your first major league start on top of it. He's fine. He's going to play great defense at third base. There's no problem there. Well, and I mean, that's the other side of this, right? With all these different rookies that the Reds have called up, there is the chance that rookies gonna rookie, you know, guys are going to be green on the field. That just happens. And it's something that we as fans have to understand because if uh, calling up rookies meant that there would never be any problems, well, then everybody would do it all the time. But there's still plenty that they have to work through, whether defensively at the plate, all this other stuff. That's going to be something that people talk about with Noel V. Marte as well. You know, he did have an interesting strikeout to walk ratio there in AAA, but much better plate discipline than I think people really understand in the small sample size overall he brings a phenomenal presence in this lineup where he can hit with power i mean we saw the double that he got his first major league hit on he uh, can run the bases very well like we saw with the stolen base a third he can play defense pretty decently i dare say he probably plays it a little bit better than jonathan india does the throwing error notwithstanding there's probably somebody at home wagging their finger at that but you know whatever that things happen in baseball and i feel like that he deserves this everyday playing time so understanding that that's going to be his role what's our optimal nine now i'm talking about in a you know best case scenario the reds play their best nine players we're not going to talk about you know lefty righty matchups all this other stuff best nine players noel v Marte is in this lineup, how does it shake out to you? And I'm using just the players that are on the active roster now, just for yes, clarity's yes. sake. All right. Uh, if we're building a lineup, uh, leading off and playing center fields, TJ Friedel. 
Yes. And no, I agree. I, 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 I don't think there's a righty or lefty. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's definitely demonstrated both defensively and offensively that he deserves to be an everyday player. Uh, and I put him out there every day, no matter what, until such time that he proves otherwise, or there's somebody better that comes along that can take it away from him. Uh, but to take him out of the lineup simply because there's a left-handed pitcher on the mound at this point is just silly. I think he should be out there every day. I was seeing, because this was something that I said before the Sunday game where Stuart Fairchild was leading off, and that was really my only problem with that lineup is that you just flip him and TJ Friedel and you're fine, good to go. But I think that TJ Friedel's ability against left-handed pitching, the only thing that he suffers from is he has less slugging against left-handed pitchers. He still has a decent on-base. He still has a decent batting average. So I don't want to see him knocked because it's a lefty on lefty matchup put him in the leadoff spot i think we are both in agreement on that we're both in agreement on number two matt mcclain absolutely deserves to be the number two hitter whether it be lefty or righty because i think all around right now he is the all around most polished hitter in this lineup that can do everything that you need him to do. He can be a catalyst. He can be an RBI guy. He can do it all. And he deserves to be that number two hitter. And is he uh, the second baseman in your lineup? Or he you is the second baseman. Yes. Play? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I agree with that. Listen, uh, Matt McClain has proven to be, uh, you know, show some pop have a great glove yesterday notwithstanding um and and by the way that error that he was charged with if you watch that i mean that was a pretty hard scoring decision the yeah. official score must have been an all-star second baseman at some point in time to be <laughs> able brandon to phillips scoring error. it may be what it was because that fall was scorched and to call it an error i i think that might be a little harsh but at any rate, I agree with you. I think uh, until Jonathan India comes back and complicates this situation, the simplest thing to do is to continue to start Matt McClain, uh, number two in this lineup and at second base. Three is where I don't know if we're going to start deviating or what we're going to do, but for right now, given how he's performing at this moment, I'm going to continue to put Ellie De La Cruz at number mm -hmm. three in the lineup right now at shortstop. Uh, if his numbers dip much more, I would consider moving him down. But in the three hole, I like him there. I like what his, his bat has been showing. And while he hasn't figured it out all the way, he's still showing flashes of what he is going to be. And I'm not saying what he can be. It's what he's going to be. We know he's going to get yes. there. So what he's doing, I think, right now is enough to continue to hold him in the number three spot. He still has moments where he takes over games in a moment. And you want that guy batting third. I actually do agree with you. I, I think we're keeping Ellie in the number three spot. I think, too, that you should look, and, and I know that Spencer Steer has been a steadying force for batting in the runs this season. I think CES is the cleanup hitter. I think he's the cleanup hitter of the future, and I think he's the cleanup hitter of the present. Dude shows he does not get rattled at the plate. There are not pitches that really eat him up. And he's got the power to hit that bomb when you need that bomb. But overall, he is a very, very good hitter. And I think we will talk about here in years to come that he is a very poly a very uh, consistent hitter day in and day out. I want him batting fourth. All right. Where's he playing? He's playing first. 
He's playing first base. Okay. That'll yes. help us a little bit later when we get down the line here. I don't have a problem with that, Jeff. I mean, I think I would put him fifth. I think I would keep okay. Steer in the cleanup spot here just because uh, we have a whole season's body of work. Uh, Steer's approaching 20 home runs versus just the few that CES has hit in his limited amount of time. I think you're right. CES is the cleanup hitter of the future. I think Spencer Steer's the cleanup hitter of the right now for this particular lineup. But I mean, I, going with CES in the four hole, we're going to go steer in the five. I'm pretty sure. Right. Is that where you're yeah. going with that? So, I mean, fourth, fifth, does it matter? Splitting hairs things? a little bit, but yeah. you're splitting hairs. So uh, either way I can get on board with that. So we'll go with CES at first base. And then I'm going to drop steer in as your fifth hitter. And I'm going to be making him pretty much the everyday left fielder the rest of the way uh, yes. with the lineup looking the way it looks and the, the infield looking the way it looks right now, barring somebody getting, a day off and you bringing steer in to to fill a hole left there uh i, I think steers your left fielder for the rest of this season and maybe uh beyond yeah i think with you know with uh ces at first with matt mcclain at second ellie de la cruz at short with noel v Marte at third spencer steers playing left field uh, until he's needed to move elsewhere and we know that he can play just about every position on the field so i'm not worried whenever he does have to move around and he enjoys that move but i i do think overall that is really where we want to roll with this and i think it's interesting because there's definitely a discussion for how the rest of the lineup does fare out i want to continue that i also want to talk about what's been happening here recently how we've seen this reds team perform are we worried that they're going to miss the playoffs. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. Before we do, though, I want to tell you about game time. Game time is the best way to get down to Great American Ballpark for your next game. It's the way that Steve and I both love to go down to a ball game. In fact, I just used it the other day. I used it to get this hat. Well, you know, you buy the game time, pay the ticket on game time, get down to the ballpark on the Friday night for the, the Yacht Rock Review concert and get all that. There's still plenty of great uh, promotions coming up that you're going to want to take advantage of. So check out game time today because they will offer you amazing prices. Plus, if it's a last second deal, like some folks don't plan out. When they're going to go to the ballpark, they just want to go watch some baseball. Game Time's here to help because they have the Game Time guarantee. If you find a ticket in the same section, same row of where you're at on a different app for less than Game Time is selling it, Game Time's going to credit you with 110% of the difference. That's how confident they are. So check out Game Time today. Download the app and create a profile and use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB. You'll save $20 off your first order. So you get your best lowest price guaranteed on the last second ticket use promo code lockdown mlb you'll save another 20 off of that lowest price so check it out today game time has last second tickets at the lowest price guarantee new game day shirt boom cash back food for the tailgate boom cash back even buying around can earn you cash back when you use your debit card and yes we said debit card with discover cashback debit everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases in sports it's hard to predict who's taking the win but you know what's guaranteed to win discover cashback debit did i mention there are no fees period this one is a real game changer check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit discover bank member fdic and if you can't get down to the ballpark, you can catch every pitch with the Reds' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search the word Reds. And thanks, as always, for making Lockdown Reds your first listen every day. Every day is coming up on the show tomorrow. The Reds head out 
on their last West Coast road trip of the season. We'll get you set with what the expectations should be for the final long haul of 2023. Spoiler alert, they put a lot of pressure on themselves uh, for what this last long road trip will be for the season. But Steve, let's get back to this because we were talking about the optimal lineup with Noel V. Marte and so because he's going to be playing every day. And if not every day, maybe he's off like once a week or something like that. And I think because of that, because of what he means for the future of this lineup, because of the talent that he has right now, I'm batting him sixth. I'm playing him at third base, and I'm batting him sixth right here behind what would be CES or Spencer Steer, depending on how you kind of look at this. I think that he's got the power. I think that he's got the overall just malleability to uh, produce for the Reds. So I'm going to put him sixth in the lineup, batting or sixth in the lineup, playing third base. All right, this is where we're going to disagree because I'm going to go Joey Votto right here. Uh, I'm going to have Joey Votto be the DH. I think he's the best available bat to be the designated hitter, given that we've got CES playing first base. The reason for that is I think with Votto batting behind Steer, Steer's going to get some pitches to hit uh, mm -hmm. versus what he would get if it's Marte batting behind him right now, uh, helping to fuel the lineup a little bit. So for me, I go Votto uh, batting sixth as the DH, and then I drop. Marte into the seventh hole playing third base so that you can then follow him up with another big bat and hopefully help Marte get some pitches to hit. I like that too. The, the only issue that I would bring up with that, it's just, I don't know. I don't really have an issue with that. I'm just kidding. You, I was about hit, to go are into it. Are you going to hit Votto seventh in if we if we use your lineup and hit Marte six? Are you hit, who's, yes. who's hitting seventh? Yeah. I was going to say it's between Benson and Votto, but I do kind of see your point as to putting Votto sixth because you could break that up, go lefty, righty, lefty mm -hmm. uh, with Marte in between here because obviously the next bat is going to be will benson in the eighth spot Correct. he continues to be the best bottom third order hitter in the major leagues absolutely i think next year will deserve some kind of conversation for can he crack the top of the lineup could he possibly bat in the top five spots he's shown talent to do it he has cooled off a little bit here recently in the months of june and july he had a 600 slugging percentage and here in the month of august he's back down below 400 but i really think that overall he still has a, a oodles of talent and should play every day this is me saying if a lefty's on the mound you still play Will Benson. I know we've said that with TJ Friedel. Will Benson has 22 at bats against left-handed pitchers this year. If you tell me you know anything about Will Benson from 22 at bats, I'll remind you he went one for 42 in his first month up here in the big leagues. Now, what do we think about it? Give this man some at bats against lefties. Yeah, I got no problem with that. And I agree that that's where I was going as well. Will Benson batting eighth. And then we reached the ninth spot where here is Steve's hot take of the day. I am going to start Luke Maley at catcher three out of every five, three out of every five games. Uh, I basically want to use, uh, have him just a slight uh, advantage in playing time over Tyler Stevenson, unless Tyler Stevenson's bat starts showing us some things. He had the big home run off the bench yesterday. Uh, if that's the start of something and he can reestablish himself as catcher number one, then great. And we start Tyler Stevenson every day, but right now, statistically, Luke Maley is performing better than Tyler Stevenson on, on an everyday basis. So I'm going Luke Maley. 
This is an unanswerable question, so it's kind of unfair of me to ask it, but I kind of wonder if he's not better off the bench, Tyler Stevenson, because he comes off the bench and he hits dingers. He's had a couple of pinch hit home runs this season, and it just always makes me think of Chris Heisey. Chris Heisey was always way better off the bench than he was mm -hmm. as a starter. There was just something about it. If his name was on that starting scorecard he just didn't hit very well but if he was on the bench and they brought him in he got a clutch hit it just seemed to happen all the time don't know that that really means anything for Tyler Stevenson moving forward but right now in this year of our Lord 2023 he's had a rough year and we'll have to see if he can bounce back he still has five weeks with which to bounce back but uh we've been saying we think he's gonna bounce back for about five months now so we'll see exactly how he plays that moving forward but so, yeah so that yeah. So are you in agreement with this? Is that where you're going? I agree. I agree. Luke Maley should be your three out of five day every starter, which means the optimal nine, the best nine with the current active roster. Noel Marte in tow. You got TJ Friedel leading off. Matt McClain batting second. Ellie De La Cruz batting third. You got McClain at short. Ellie De La Cruz at, or Matt McClain at second. Ellie De La Cruz at short. You got TJ Friedel in center. Batting fourth. Someone between CES or Spencer Steer with CES at first, Spencer Steer in left field, and then whoever doesn't bat fourth bats fifth. In the sixth spot, I think you've talked me back into it. I like Joey Votto, DH, batting sixth. Noah Marte playing third, batting seventh. And then you got Will Benson in right field and batting eighth. And you've got Luke Maley at catcher batting ninth. Luke Maley also, he's come up with some clutch hits too. I, I don't... Mm -hmm. I don't think that it's really fair for us to just completely compare him straight to Tyler Stevenson and said, well, he's not been horrible. He's been good. Like, we, we, it feels like the conversation has almost moved to a, well, Luke Maley hasn't been as bad as Tyler Stevenson, so he should play more. I think we are undercutting what Luke Maley has done this season if we say that. Well, with all that being said, Jeff, and this is our optimal lineup, this is the lineup that will either carry this team into the postseason or not. Uh, with a little bit of time we've got left here in this segment, it begs the question. With this lineup and with the pitching doing what the pitching's been doing, uh, Hunter Green did not have himself a day. Uh, the only, the only record-setting thing about the day for Hunter Green was the number of home runs he gave up. Uh, that was the most home runs allowed in a single game in Hunter Green's career. All that being said, is this a lineup that can carry the Cincinnati Reds into the postseason, or are we worried now that they won't be making the playoffs? I think it's unfair to say that I'm not worried at all. But I believe my worry is still below 50%. I don't think I'm a I'm a, you know, 6-1 half dozen the other when it comes to do I think they're going to make the playoffs. I still think they're going to make the playoffs. It may be that I have more confidence that they'll get in as a wild card than as a division winner. Um the Brewers going into Texas and sweeping the Rangers is really annoying because we really needed the Rangers to beat up on them and they just didn't. So that's a tough one to look at because moving forward, the Brewers schedule is not loaded with a lot of tough outs. It's not loaded with a lot of tough cookies that are going to beat up on them. So I, I kind of wonder if the Reds can't catch them at this point. I would say my worry for the division is probably at 50 to 60%. My worry for the playoffs as a whole is still really around 30 or 40%. But I would definitely admit that seeing the, the, the dents in the armor right now has me not 
100% confident that we'll see this team in the postseason. And the biggest thing with that, as awesome as it is to have Noel V. Marte and as awesome as it is to have Hunter Green back, we cannot see Hunter Green have another start like that. I mean, basically, this was his one clunker because we're only going to get like five more starts from him in the year, which means if you're saying he has one more clunker in him, then he will have had 30% of his remaining starts for the year be as bad as what Luke Weaver was giving us anyway, which is kind of a bummer to say, but yeah, I mean, Hunter Green's kind of used up the um, oopsie daisies uh, here for the rest of the year. Yeah, there was a lot of oopsie daisies yesterday. Look, Jeff, here's where I'm at. I have a little concern, but here's the bottom line. Uh, as we record, the action for Sunday is over. The Reds are four games out in the National League Central, one game back in the wild card. As long as they're one game back of any type of playoff spot, I'm not overly concerned about them missing the playoffs. Uh, that's a weekend of baseball can write that ship. Uh, now the division is getting a little bit more daunting. You're absolutely right, but they're still in striking distance for the national league central. That ship's not sailed yet. And we still have games with the Cubs whom they trail by one game right now, I believe. Yes. Uh, yeah. They're one game back of the Cubs in the national league central. So, that can turn on a series. They're still within a series pretty much of being in a playoff spot. So I'm not really worried yet. You're absolutely right about Hunter green. He needs to come back out the next time through and figure it out because he needs to be the anchor for this rotation because Nick Lodolo will be coming and may have some rest. Initially, we're looking at the possibility of putting Vladimir Gutierrez into this bullpen who may have a little bit of rest. We're looking at the possibility of TJ Antone who will have a lot of rest. We're looking even at an outside shot of Justin Dunn, being added to this pitching staff in some way, shape, or form. And talk about Sorry a guy about that rust. has a, <laughs> rust, a lot of rust. So Hunter Green needs to be that stabilizing force behind Andrew Abbott. And yeah, I said behind Andrew Abbott. Andrew Abbott right now is big dog A plus number one. If Hunter yep. wants to go take it, then by all means, go take it from him. But it, it's not just a gimme. He needs to go out there and earn it. So I'm not concerned. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even worried. I'm, I'm, Maybe just a little apprehensive. I'm trying to find a minimalist word to use here, Jeff. I, I'm a Put little you like 10 percent. I'm, I'm a little bit at unease. I would say okay. not even that. I'm five percent concerned right now okay. because we're within one game of a playoff spot. Um, now, yes. as that shifts, my worry level will rise. But uh, right now, I think I'm OK. I think I'm not ready to push any kind of panic button. Uh, I want to see what Hunter Green does next time out. And speaking of what Hunter Green does next time out. There's already clamoring around red social media that, you know, the big difference for Hunter Green to yesterday was he didn't have his personal catcher in Kurt Casale. Uh, guess what? Kurt Casale is just 10 days away from ending his rehab assignment and having to be added back to the active roster or pretty much be released one of the two. The question is this, will the Reds revisit the catcher, the three catcher system? Uh, we're going to call it three catcher system 2.0. Is that going to happen? Well, we're going to tell you coming up next. If you can't get down to the ballpark, you can catch all of the action on the Reds hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just download the SXM app and search the word Reds. 
You can also follow this podcast on all platforms, including right here on YouTube. Click subscribe, click that notification bell, jump into the comments, tell us what you think about whatever we had to say. And if you don't have enough room in the comment section, join us over in our community on Discord. The link for that is down in the description of today's episode. We have a great baseball discussion over there every day. There's a couple off-topic threads in there too if you want to jump in and have a little side conversation about the Bengals. We got that covered for you. We got Immaculate Grid. We got all kinds of off topic. We got gaming. We got it all. Get over there. Talk baseball with us because we want to talk baseball with you. All right, Jeff. You know, I said it out loud. Kurt Casale could possibly be added back to this active roster. Now, let, let's, let me refocus everybody. Let's everybody kind of gather around. Everyone gather around to the chair as I do story time. Kurt Casale has appeared in 40 games for the Cincinnati Reds in 2023. In those 40 games, he has a slash line of 175, 290, 200, and an OPS plus of 36. But along the way, he became Hunter Green's personal catcher. And we've seen that over the years in baseball. Greg Maddox had a personal catcher at one time. You know, it, it happens. Uh, but I don't know if, if that's enough to take a team that is clearly in a playoff race and give away a bat for free because that's what you do. You sacrifice a viable major league bat. I mean, as, as bad as say Kevin Newman is, he still has a better shot of getting you a hit when forced into action than Kurt Casale does. I don't know that if you're a playoff team and you're serious about trying to get this wild card or serious about winning this division, you can afford to tie up a roster spot with, with Kurt Casale. The only issue that I have, um, I, I think the Reds are going to do this. I, I do too. I, I, I don't. I don't love it. I know. I, I wouldn't do it. Um, but of course, I'm not Nick Crawl. But I just think they're going to look at it this way: Henry Ramos, or T.J. Hopkins, or Kirk Estelle. And let's even rephrase that: Henry Ramos, or T.J. Hopkins, or Hunter Green's personal catcher. Henry Ramos and TJ Hopkins haven't really showed me anything. And I know it's not been that long of a sample size, but I, do we really think that what they could give is better than the comfortability that Hunter Green would have? I think it's very possible that Hunter Green can find the connection that he has with Kirk Casale with either Tyler Stevenson or Luke Maley but can he find that in the final five starts of the season? And I don't know that the Reds are going to gamble on that. So I think what they are going to do, not what I would do, but what the Reds will do is call up Kirk Casale and send down one of Hopkins or Ramos. Well, I have and, a surprise. I have a surprise yeah. for you, Jeff, before you get too far oh. into this, they're going Kirk. to call up Kirk Casale and they're not going to send anybody down. Kirk Casale is eligible to come off of the disabled list and his rehab assignment on August 31st. On September 1st, the rosters expand by two, allowing the Reds to add one additional hitter and one additional pitcher for a total of 28. I anticipate that on September 1st, Kurt Casale is added to the active roster as the additional position player, and uh, Alan Bujnitz 
comes back up to help fill out the bullpen or if one of the guys come off a rehab assignment. So mm -hmm. that's how they get Nick Lodolo back on the roster without having to make a move or a Justin Dunn or a Vlad Gutierrez or one of those guys. Uh, they'll get a pitcher back on the roster that way and they'll get Kirk Casale back on the roster that way. Uh, so instead of it being viable help offensively from the position player, it will be Hunter Green's personal catcher taking up the, the extra roster spot. That's what I think is going to happen. That makes sense, too, because having now called up Noel V. Marte, there's no one that really they should go crazy on trying to get up here on the position side of things. So that would even kind of make a little bit of sense. I just, I don't know, man, like the personal catcher thing, and maybe we just need to talk to some pitchers about this, but, um, and I'd really love to get uh, Bronson Arroyo's thoughts on this because I always kind of felt like Ryan Hannigan was his personal catcher. Like, how big a deal is that? Because I think that whether it was Stevenson or Maley or Kirk Casale catching yesterday, Hunter Green's pitches were not crisp. And he kind of found out that if you leave flat fastballs in the middle of the zone, well, they're going to get clobbered. And I don't care who's catching you. That is going to happen because the catcher's not even going to have a chance to catch it. It's going to get hit over the wall. Um, and you can call... That's an interesting. That's an interesting point. Yeah. Uh, what you said about his fastball is exactly what I saw in that first minor league rehab start against minor league hitters. And then it was better against the minor league hitters that next time through. So mm -hmm. my hope is that's what happens with his next time out against the major league hitters. He just needed a little bit more work to get it right. And, and I hope that's the case. I think so. And I think that's, that's really where it is. And, and, he wouldn't say this in the post game thing, although he alluded to it a little bit, but they, you know, they asked him, he said, is this rust? And he's just like, well, I mean, I had rehab outings, so it's not like I haven't pitched, but there definitely are situations in major league baseball that you can't simulate in any other environment. So yeah, I mean, rust is definitely going to be a thing and you just got to shake it off and go out there. And I think that of any position in sports, you talk about rust really being a factor. I think, you know, quarterback in the NFL and pitcher in Major League Baseball, probably the two positions in sports that Russ can affect you the most because you have the most effect on a game. And I, I think this next start, and I think the rest of the starts for Hunter Green are going to be a lot more chill. It's just this one, man, such a clunker. But the whole personal catcher thing is just, it, it, it's, it's like the whole, can they call a game? I think it's just you get used to somebody. You get comfortable with somebody. And I think Hunter Green can get comfortable with somebody else. Well, before we get out of here, Jeff, I do want to make mention that this could be a very wonky week, wonky week on this mm -hmm. road trip because they are heading out to uh, Los Angeles to play the Angels, which under normal circumstances uh, is guaranteed great baseball weather in August, and you don't have to worry about it. Uh, okay. the, the West Coast has uh, the remnants of a hurricane bearing down on it right now, and uh, there could be weather, there could be cancellations, there could be a lot of rain. Major League Baseball allowed the Reds to expand the taxi squad in order to prepare for the possibility of a doubleheader. The Reds have already added Lion Richardson back to the taxi squad uh, if they need him for a doubleheader. Or I do take note that Wednesday's game, uh, the starting pitcher is still TBD. So that could very well be Lion Richardson as well. It's going to be very interesting how this road trip plays out, especially the beginning of it with the weather. Uh, they've got three with the Angels followed by a series of four with the Arizona Diamondbacks before they wrap that road trip up with three at San Francisco. So it's a long road trip. It's a long West Coast road trip, which I like to call afternoon 
afternoon baseball for me. That makes me very happy. Uh, but it's going to be fun to watch. Um, and we're going to have you covered with all of that information as it plays out. We absolutely will. Before we get out of here, Steve wanted to let everybody know you can catch every pitch of the Reds hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search the word Reds. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Reds. We will be back in your podcasting feed tomorrow where we're either going to be talking about a rainout or uh, the possibility of a doubleheader or uh, a game that actually took place where the Reds go to Los Angeles, Angels of Anaheim, Southern California, Orange County, Mexico North. I don't know what their name is now, but we're going out there to play Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. It's going to be exciting baseball. I can't wait to watch it, and I can't wait to come back tomorrow and talk about it. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure that you have us in all of your feeds because we're going to gather up all of that information and do what with it, Jeff? We are going to figure out exactly how many different types of rain clouds there are just in case we have to talk about a rain out because I don't know how much detail you go into with a rain out. We're not doing that. We're going to figure out Jim Cantore's personal number because we'll just call him and and talk about weather with Jim Cantore on the podcast. I'm just kidding. We won't do that. Although that'd be kind of cool too. We're not doing that either. Anyway, but hopefully it doesn't rain at all. And we get to talk about the Cincinnati Reds and the Shohei Otanis of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of Southern. Yeah, Yeah. you said all that already because we are locked on Reds every single day. Guess we'll have to retire the Noelvi Marte home run clip. We need a new one. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.